Who dis? Brendan, you're live on Telefriends. Shut your face. This is it. <laughs> what up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, dude? What up? There's also a three-second delay, so, you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, okay, this is unexpected. Yeah. But um, That's how roll we roll. Uh, so the reason, the reason I was calling is because I went to go see the that new Kingsman movie yesterday. Yeah, how was it? Ah, it was okay. I mean, <laughs> there was no reason for a sequel, basically. There was no reason for a first one. Um, but, but it, well, I guess not, but it was good. I mean, it was surprising. I didn't know anything about the comic or anything, so I enjoyed it. The first one. I agree. So anyway, uh, Pedro Pascal, the dude who played the Red Viper on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Plays yeah. one of the American agents who's called Agent Whiskey. His mustache, and he's kind of like a, a Kentucky dude. He fights with a lasso. <laughs> awesome. uh, but... In watching it, I was like, oh, my God, if they ever do a reboot of Smokey and a Bandit, that's the Bandit. Like, he was, he'd be perfect. Bandit is is one of the only cool bows that have ever, has ever been a part of popular culture. <laughs> is that his real name? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've got something for you. I've never seen um, Smokey and the Bandit. You've never seen Smokey and the Bandit? I think this should be a watching party. It's a good movie. It's funny. I love that movie. Okay, if he's the Bandit, yeah, who's Smokey? Smokey's the cop, dude? Um, Smokey is Jackie Gleason. Yeah, 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 but who's who? Who would be Jackie Gleason in the remake? John Goodman, right? Uh, nah, that's a little too on the nose, don't you think? Well, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, what's his name from Eastbound and Down? For, Danny McBride. That's Danny like Danny McBride. Danny McBride could actually be uh, Cletus, right? Because Eastbound and Down is the name of the theme from Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, right. Did you know that Jerry Reed was like a master guitar player? Who's Jerry Reed? He played Cletus in the original. Whoa, I did not know that. Wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers? Yes, that also, maybe. No. No, that's Jerry Rice. That's Jerry Rice. <laughs> that's Jerry Rice. <laughs> no, that was Jerry Rice. Yeah, so 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 um, I've got a question for you. This is going to be our okay. first episode where we're going to be calling payphones in Huntington, West Virginia, hoping someone walks okay. by and answers them. <laughs> Okay. Any suggestions for what we a question we can ask them on a three second delay? Yeah, if you were rebooting Smokey and a Bandit, would you cast as a bandit? <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Let's talk to you song Do What You Love. <laughs> Off the album. <laughs> no way, it's talk to you song. Supposed to do off the album, do what you love. Yeah. Thanks, Taku. <laughs> <laughs> we don't hate, we just do what we supposed to do. We shut it down. Whoa, I got a question. What? Okay. Is it possible to play a call while we have someone on the line? Yo, that's a good question, dude. Welcome to Telefriends. Welcome uh, to Telefriends, <laughs> where we're listening to the messages and now the calls at 304-518-JAMS. Jams. Jams. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> call delay rules. <laughs> uh, my name's Bo. I haven't heard any of these calls and messages. The co-host is Casey. He's heard the messages, All not the calls. Yes. And on the phone, on the on the hotline. Yeah, dude. We've got Brendan. What up, Brendan? Hey, gang. <laughs> 
So okay, so I'm gonna get so some rule now, shit. Now out of you're way. like actually doing the show. Yeah, this is happening. I'm gonna get some rule shit out of the way, and that oh, is, okay. well, I don't edit the messages. There's a weird three second delay on the calls. I will edit the calls <laughs> for the fucking weird delay shit, unless it's like comedically viable to keep the delay there for whatever reason. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> So we're trying. So we were setting up the show to start recording, and Brendan called in. Instead of letting him leave a message, we decided to answer it. Yes, that's what's happening now. We can't play a call from this episode though, because well, you I'm didn't no longer leaving a message. Oh, <laughs> you didn't move them over. You didn't move them. They're in the folder. Oh, where they're in a folder? We can play a call. My bad, Case Dog. I'm not meaning to point fingers. Here they are. So, do we want to play a call with Brendan on yeah, the line? Let's try. Let's try that out for a for. So, so last week we said episode fifty one. It's not 50. It's not a big number. So let's get weird. It's not 52, which is a year. <laughs> so let's get weird. Let's fucking get weird. Let's get weird with like taking a call with a caller on the line. Yeah. So I think maybe we should advise Brendan to like wait till he hears the complete call. Yes. Okay. Let's start with call. Yeah, just like Bo always does. <laughs> let's start with call. I'm just saying for the delay, Tom. <laughs> let's start with uh, call number eight. Holy shit on toast, dude. <laughs> Sorry, number 50, god damn it, um, I was taking my daughter to like a D&D light thing for kids, like, welcome to, some, like, welcome to role-playing games or something called, like, Get Out Evil, and it's That's amazing, awesome. and I fucking blank, and I hope you guys are still doing the show, and maybe you can just, like, play this last minute, if not, then, like, you can play next week, and I'll look like the asshole that I am, but, <laughs> you're I welcome, those. congratulations. 50 giant beautiful episodes under your belt like a like a like a handsome dick with like 50 testicles <laughs> very sort of like two dicks because there's two of you amazing great imagery i just conjured up for your achievement but i love you both um hey role-playing games for kids why isn't there more of them how does that work how would that how what are the parameters because like when i was a kid i got a teenage mutant turtle role-playing game Turned out it was Eastman Laird one. Changed my life. It was really great, but maybe a little darker than I need my seven-year-old going right now. Otherwise, you'd be thinking of like a two-headed dick with like 50 testicles. So I love you both. Kid role-playing games. Thoughts. Goodbye. Congratulations. Yeah, well, thanks, Will. Bye. Yeah, so we got a number of calls that were uh, just a little late to make it into last week. Right. And this is clearly one of them. Is Brendo still there? Yes. Fuck yeah. And you can hear all that? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I mean, this, Casey, it seems like a question that was made for you. Really does. It does. It's You're your... a father slash professional dungeon master. Well, there is the secret to this question. Okay. Because you definitely don't start with Dungeons & Dragons. What? No. Too many numbers. <laughs> too much going on. That's no fun. Right, 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 right. That's all the mechanics getting in the way of the improv. Yeah, yeah. That's what you want to focus on is letting a kid know that they can literally do anything that they come up with in their minds. Yeah, it's it's more. I mean, because kids play pretend all the time. Yeah, house is a role playing yeah. game. The hard part is making it in the framework of your right. world. Yeah, that you're telling them about. And the key to that, I think, I've never done this, is to have a really good NPC that they're interacting with. Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Who well, can tell them, like, well, I think this. And... When I was a little kid, my, my sister could climb way higher in the magnolia tree in our front yard than I could. Still can. Still can, for sure. Uh, and so she pretended there was an alien that visited her in the top of the tree. 
and I was convinced of that alien's existence. And it, <laughs> uh, its name was Anabugo. And talk like a wolf. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So in essence, <laughs> in essence, my older sister was the DM interacting with the NPC in yeah. this example. Yeah. Okay. So this is just pretend codified. Anabugo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name. Yeah, that's a very off the top of your head. Make up a name. Uh, Anabugo. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite episode ever so far. But yeah, so so like, but if you like were looking for like a system, yeah, there's a bunch of them out there, and it doesn't have to be dudes in a dungeon killing things. It can like there's I just started rereading a system called the Warren, where you all play rabbits. Oh, not Warrens, like, not famous Warrens throughout yeah, history. No, well, I'm I'm G Harding. <laughs> I'm Oats. <laughs> I'm just G. <laughs> I like this example of where our minds go. <laughs> but yeah, that that would be a good one. There's a mouse guard has a role playing system, which is like mice with swords and shit. But okay, so but which is a little you know you can angle towards the kids more. I mean, if like if pretend is a way that kids naturally like gravitate toward in an effort to like model behavior and stuff, right? Like is codifying that and and putting. Um, the structure around it inhibiting that imagination or like uh, enhancing the imaginary impulse. I think it's probably. Well, so you guys. Go ahead. You guys both played with uh, with my son when he was starting around when he was twelve, I think. Maybe he was eleven. Yeah. And I felt like at times the the framework of the game got in the way of his imagination. I agree. Like but he that... really enjoyed playing. I enjoyed playing it, but I think it was frustrating for him. But that's what Casey's talking about, right? Is that like D and D isn't that was D and D though? Yeah, yeah. And if you're playing a game with a bunch of kids, right? Like, because that was that was him playing with a bunch of grown ass adults, right? Who were trying to do one thing, where he wanted to do everything. Yeah. yeah. But I think if you create a game where right. everything is possible, that is, I think, putting a slight frame around a thing and having them work within that frame. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like. It, it can really build its own momentum in a way that freeform doesn't. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Yeah, yeah, I would just, I think you'd want to avoid situations where you have to tell a bunch of kids no. Yeah. Right. No, you can't do that. See, that's, and that's like improv 101 is, is you don't say no, you fucking yes and. Yeah. Right? And then you just include some dice rolls that are like relatively simple. Right. To introduce the concept yeah. of dice rolls. And it gives yeah. them a little math, you know, on the fly learning to do the kind oh, of things. That's true. You know, like, oh, what do you, remember, what do you add to your thing? Word. Word, word. Yeah. That feels like a very helpful call. What? Uh, good job, yo, guys. Thanks, Brendan. Hey, uh, do what I can. Yo. <laughs> should we? Let's say goodbye to Brendan. Brendan, this has been an amazing experiment. Yeah, I hope the audio turns out okay. This was fun. W- I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we're boned. We'll, call. We'll, fi- we'll find out around Tuesday. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Brendan. Thanks, buddy. Bye, guys. Bye. That happened. Let's keep it rolling. Okay. We got more people talking that about... That straight up happened. <laughs> we got more people who uh, called about uh, episode 50, and one of those is a voice we hadn't heard in a while with call number nine. Congratulations on 50 episodes, Fuck yeah. dudes. This is tech support calling with a tip <laughs> for Mac users. If you press shift, option, 
and the volume up or the volume down button, you can increment your volume by smaller amounts. It's pretty cool. So you can get just the right volume that you're looking for. Maybe you, you only want that little bar to be three quarters of the way full. Maybe you only want it to be half the way full. Use my, use my trick. This is tech support. <laughs> Yo, I just tried that shit and it totally works. Yeah, I never knew that. I didn't either. And I've 100% been in the situation where I've like gone up one, it's been too much, oh. gone one, down one, and been too little. What? Yeah. That's crazy. That's, That's crazy. Genuinely helpful. helpful this call. is the most helpful fucking episode of Telefriends yet. So I know I, I saw I saw a certain light in your eye, though, when I said this is a call we haven't heard from in a while. It's true. I know what you were thinking. It, what, you know what Let's I... play call number seven. Oh, shit. Hey, Telefriends. This is Kelly. Um, this is Kelly of Accounts? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, calling you. It's Sunday, and I think you're doing your 50th episode today. Um, sorry I didn't make it in in time to have all the Kellys call in. I hope the other Kellys did not disappoint. <laughs> um, certainly don't want to be the Kelly that did. Eesh, thanks. Um, but yeah, congratulations. 50 episodes, 5 that's pretty cool. Thank you. Uh, more episodes than years I've been alive, so that's a lot. That's amazing. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I had a little bit of a family emergency. Oh, no. And by little, I mean um, the giantest, the most oh, craziest. No. Like, my family basically imploded. Oh, man. Um, in South Carolina, where I grew up. So I went there, and then I went back again. And um, the silver lining of all of this is that um, hmm. I'm really into eclipses. And uh, I actually I didn't think I was going to be able to be in South Carolina. Oh, you got to be in the totality. Because I moved to Austin and, um, you know, I've been working on getting a job. But, I'm in yeah. the J-O-B with some kazash, you know, but uh, <laughs> keep on having a good time with that. Um, I don't know, like I get a job and then I have to quit it because I got another job that I thought was going to be better, but then it turns out... Um, and I, uh, it was only a temp job, and then, like, I have to go back and, and I house it and make money, and then um, I have to go home to South Carolina, and so then uh, I lost another job. I didn't get to house it. I don't know. Uh, it's been a little bit of a mess. Anyway, here's the silver lining. Okay. I got to be in South Carolina for the eclipse, like, the eclipse, the great American <laughs> eclipse. I never thought I was going to see it face-to-face, and I did. I was lying <laughs> on my back in my front yard that I grew up in, in the grass, beautiful beautiful green green grass just watching things get really dark with the glasses on of course of Whoa. course of course i'm a safety kid what can i say you got wear the glasses gotta keep it safe saw things get dark um felt things cool down hmm. felt things get real still there were no cars everybody was inside or i thought they were gonna be outside but it turns out a lot of people went inside to watch it on tv that's so i don't lame. know what's up with that i was outside on my front yard on my back watching it it was through the clouds so you know it wasn't like i saw a million percent of it but i saw enough of it to say that i saw it and then everything got light again and everybody went back to normal and driving around and birds are flying and it was pretty cool so in the middle of this terrible family implosion things will never be the same again um i got to see the eclipse that was pretty amazing yeah yo okay can, can we I want to address these shit step by step, sort of. 
Like <clears throat> one, so good to have Kelly Kelly yeah. accounts back, right? Yes. Uh, I thought like I genuinely thought that we had done something like to gravely offend her or something. That's one of the reasons I played this. Yeah, but. And then now I feel like an asshole. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's like, oh, you had some, yeah, you've got you your own entire great big life to live. Right. Um, this wasn't about me at all. Yeah. <laughs> but um, fucking, yeah. This, uh, which is also kind of what the call's about. Mm-hmm. Everything's bigger, you know. Man, that's the perfect call. Yeah. Like it's right on. The, it's you're right. It's, it's exactly. Like a, it's right on the edge. Yeah. Of being a bummer, and it's exactly Kelly Fit Counts material because it's. Super well said. It's she speaks really clearly. She speaks cleverly when she's talking. Right, and it's exactly three minutes long. Right, this call ends the second she says it's amazing. That's cr- yeah, MVP level caller. Yeah, like, what do you we, want? We could have sat and tried to write that, and it would have been half as wouldn't good. have worked. Here's the thing: this call's missing for me. Okay, okay. There's a couple things that's missing details wise. Like, okay, there's two sets of things that it's missing. One of which is none of our business. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, I, I don't need to. Know I don't. I don't need to know. Yeah. I'm not trying to pry. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing that is missing is like, so far, episode 51 is the most helpful episode of Telefriends we've ever done. Mm-hmm. You want to help her? I do. Like, I wa- I need to know. Uh, I need to know. Like, um, beyond like master level communication skills, like what else uh, is does Kelly Vacals bring to this resume? Can we get uh can we can we can we facilitate her gainful employment in austin texas we will i'll be a reference for sure right now no problem like send me an email kelly if you need another reference doesn't like, matter we will i'll send you my info like i got you <laughs> and that's what i was going to talk the other reason i played this like kelly's we played kelly's calls what four times something like that yeah and like i already genuinely am like care and am concerned yeah, about the welfare of kelly i think i think the entire telefam is invested yeah yeah that's fucking awesome and so this was another reason i played this because it segues perfectly into my next call okay because this call is like a perfect example of like what a call can be (laughs) it's so is this so is call number 10 i went to a punk show once and it wasn't for me (laughs) (laughs) i hear you man not for everybody that's the he got it all right in there in that one sentence <laughs> yeah that was man it doesn't have to be for you buddy no but like those are fucking two consecutive calls that take very different approaches to painting <laughs> super complete pictures yeah. holy yeah. shit i'm fucking i'm in, i'm impressed by the 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 telefriends network today <laughs> no and and, and and i think that was a, that was a new caller i don't know who that is that's <laughs> Well, yeah, man, I hear you. Like, there, there comes a point in your life where it's just like, I can't do that anymore, man. Yeah, that happens for sure. I don't know. I'm going to test that. I think it's important to keep testing that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But then, like, there's certain shows that, like, it's more about being seen at the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than it is what you're seeing. I don't know. There's certain... And, there's, and like, for me, when I was growing up, that's what punk shows were. It's like, it was half going to watch a band you liked and half... Making sure everybody sees you going to the band you like. <laughs> like, to hang out with people and talk to people and... What's weird is be when... Be part you- of a scene... What's weird is when you go to a, a show now and you see a bunch of cool teens yeah. like smoking cigs and yeah. leather jackets. Being, being the scene. Yeah. And like you look at them and they look at you and I don't think that the cool teen knows, but now you do. Like you know that you're the guy. You have been on the other side of this mirror yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's fucking weird. And you only know exactly of, what the cool only teen one of thought. Been both of these yeah. <laughs> you know exactly what the cool teen thought about the weird old dude at the yeah. punk show. Yeah. 
And now you know what the weird old dude at the punk show was thinking. Yeah. Because you're him. Last time I went to like a show, I was clearly like the second oldest guy there. Yeah. The yeah, other yeah. oldest guy was the guitar player's dad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> who I, of course, ended up talking to for way too long by the merch table. Right. About Because like he approached me like, hey there, Philip. <laughs> what do you think about the stock kids, market? Kids, right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, kids. I'm here to see your son's band. <laughs> His review, they're pretty good. They are pretty good. They were pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to give a good example of what calls could be. These calls, killing. Uh, you, Let's keep down the road, right? Yeah. Let's hit with call number five. Hey, dudes. It's Molly. Hey, Molly. I wanted to say congratulations on episode 51. Yo. Because, yeah... Loved all those callers in the last episode congratulating you for episode 50. But isn't 51 like the harder one to do? That's I mean, a, you've done 50. That feels like a pretty good place to just kind of step back and say, hey, we did 50. But no, you guys are soldiering on, moving forward, yeah. uh, upward and onward. And uh, I'm super psyched to see what the next 50 episodes are going to bring us. Um, it's been Really, really excellent to listen to this podcast, and I'm, I'm really excited to see where you guys are headed. Um, and so it sounded like you're wanting to embrace the weird on episode 51. Indeed. It got me thinking about um, art that I like that is weird, oh. and I uh, immediately thought of Grant Morrison's take on Batman, which is multifaceted. There's a lot, a lot, of, a lot of Batman issues that, that he's written. Um, but what I really like about how Morrison does Batman is that he takes, he wants to look at all of Batman's past as just a long line of experiences of one character. So a lot of people who are rewriting Batman want to pick and choose from the kind of canon. Um, and Morrison's like, no, I want to, I want to, says, like, I want to embrace them all. Like, he's a very, um, multifaceted, complex, um, sophisticated, cosmopolitan character who's had all these life experiences. So um, one of the ways he does that is um, by th- this this um, plot, desi- plot device, which is the, the Black Case book, which is like this idea of the record that Batman's been keeping all along to preserve all the, his experiences. Um, and specifically, to get to the weird, Morrison embraces the weird sci-fi stuff that was going on in, in like the 50s and 60s with Batman. So, so there is going to be Batman spoilers. Oh, right. That's sure. We're, I, we're getting specific on Morrison Batman at this call. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't think of a call more tailor-made for you and your life, Casey. This is as Casey as shit I've gets. never, I've never read Batman. Grant Morrison's Batman. I don't believe you. It's true. I don't believe you. I don't think I believe you. I straight up don't think I, I believe you. I mean, I read you. some of it here and there, but I haven't read, the, I haven't read it uh, front to back. Okay. Um, Frederick Wardham came out, uh, I think it was like 54, and started saying that comics were oh, the comics ruining code children guy. because of all the violence that were in comics. You guys know about this. Yes. Um, and so a lot of um, comic books... What was the name of his thing? Seduction of the Innocent? Yeah. <laughs> so fucking gross. Yeah. Um, publishers started to release comic books that were more in the science fiction vein so it was less realistic crime acted out by humans and that kind of got around some of the comic code authority that came out after Wortham's publication and so all this weird sci-fi stuff happens and people who are writing Batman like to disavow that they, they're they're not interested in embracing it um, and Morrison like looks it directly in the face so um, for example there's um, 
and Robin dies at dawn, which is in the early 60s, there, Batman volunteers to do this NASA experiment, Jesus. and he's in an isolation tank for 10 days, and he hallucinates that Robin's died. Awesome. Um, Grant Morrison, actually, in Batman R.I.P., like, takes that as as a real part of Batman's history, and the doctor... Yeah, okay. Is there call number six? So, yeah, the, the doctor uh, nice. from Robin Dies at Dawn, named Dr. Hurt, very clever, um, shows back <laughs> up in Batman R.I.P. Uh, that Grant Morrison's writing. Yeah. Um, and has had all those records Weird. from when Batman was in the isolation tank to see like what his most vulnerable moments are in order to figure out how to try to kill Batman. So like this old episode is about just oh hey Batman did this NASA experiment and let's let's try to understand the psychological limits of a man in isolation. Um, and the and the doctor's like oh man Batman's a great specimen but uh, you know even he can succumb to stress like haha. Yeah, well, he shows up later, and he's villainous, and it's a, just a really amazing run, Batman R.I.P., um, where they're trying to, to figure out Batman's stress points in order to kill him. Anyway, okay, so my yeah. question for you is, Jesus. Um, yeah. what what art do you like, any, any medium that really embraces the weird um, and does it well, instead of it just being comedic or um, experimental, like, where, where does it really, um, where does it really succeed? Okay, thanks for uh, going on that Batman journey with me. <laughs> yeah. sure. Love you guys. Bye. Um, yeah, a couple of things. I feel like this call connects with um, our kids playing D&D call. Yeah. Because it seems like Frederick Wortham writes fucking Seduction of the Innocent and fucking, like, makes there be a comics code, right? Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm leaving out yeah, some yeah, steps. Yeah. And then that makes them... We've already had our comics history list. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I'm saying it imposes limitations that maybe force an otherwise, like, a, a, a force a period to be maybe more creative and imaginative yes. than it might otherwise have been. Makes them change Which is, their set, mo- their mindset. Right. Which is not an argument for yeah. censorship. No. But it's interesting how that affects yeah. artistic output. Sure. Much um, in the same way as putting kids in a set of rules can make them more creative. Do things that they wouldn't expect. Right. Also, Knowing what I know about Grant Morrison, it seems like some isolation tank shit is just like kind of right up Grant Morrison's alley. Oh, yeah. Alley, he right? was like, stoked when he read that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, oh, what? I'm totally including this thing. Also, I wonder if like, is, is the timeline truncated? Like, is this like, how he, many he, days of Batman's life have there been? He then? makes it all Batman's life. Everything that Batman's ever been. How old is Batman then? I think in, in Grant Morrison's Batman. Is, he's in his 40s. Yo. That he's just yeah, that's every single day he's, he gets shit done busy so. weeks so i was thinking about it. it's like i don't like like weird film not at all usually i don't into it like you don't like like i i consider magnolia to be a weird film see i i, I like magnolia yeah. I, I was thinking like harmony crane's directed things i'm not a tremendous i'm glad they're fan out there of, yeah but yeah. that that type of movie, I'm not. That's not my thing. I I just can't. Yeah, it's never done it for me. I mean, I agree with you as, in terms of the specific example of Harmony Korine. Yeah, but I know people who are like fans. Yeah, and I I kind of get it. I yeah, I guess like I do it's too. got a certain like uh fuck the system kind of approach to right right filmmaking. right yeah yeah for sure. It's so hard to do that. I mean, I guess it's easier to do that now because of the democratization of the yeah 
of film gear or whatever but i mean it makes what john waters did really impressive knowing that he had to find people to give him fucking millions of dollars to do this crazy shit like this call started sounding like a call for me it does and i think it ended being a call for you do you think i don't know i mean here's i think that comics specifically are like are a fantastic medium for for weirdness in art like i think that I love that we can start this conversation talking about Grant Morrison's Batman, which is as, you know, which is as a major label as shit gets in the comics world, right? Like it's the marquee title character. Yeah, it's the biggest character of of the the number two or occasionally number one. Right. I mean, it's been a minute since they were number one, right? It depends on how you measure it. Sales. Over the whole line? No. Marvel's got Like lately, like monthly, the the past year. DC on average, their books sell better. Really? Marvel has more books out and sells more copies of books. Weird. Okay. Hmm. Either way. Like, Batman's some I big shit. Average, lately. Yeah. He's the mo- one of the most recognizable characters of anything. For sure. In For sure. Yeah. Um, I love that that, that, that that can exist and at the same time, um, fucking, you know, New School by Dash Shaw can exist. Yeah. Like, which is fucking weird. Yeah. Like, that's some weird shit. Um, also, read Dash Shaw. Dude. That dude is on some shit <laughs> this one's i was just having a conversation with a co-worker at the comic store about how i was kind of completely over the autobiographical comic yeah person doing a great yeah, deep yeah, yeah, dive yeah. on their self i'm sort of with you on that and then i read the uh uh my friend Dahmer. really or my friend uh is it my friend jeffrey or is it my friend Dahmer? Uh, this is a person who grew up friends with being jeffrey yeah, Dahmer. in high school yikes and it's really good it, like it like reminded me of the power of someone telling their specific story being able to reflect bigger things on other people's lives like because that's very specific i grew up in high school and was kind of friends with a guy who ate people that's fucked up that's a very a very yeah. Yeah, yeah, thin yeah. line to walk you know like not a lot of people have can go oh yeah me too <laughs> but like the themes of weirdos in high school and yeah, alienation big... like really worked and Right. Yeah. That's my Telefriends recommendation of the week. <laughs> I like weird books, but I don't like experimental literature, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, but my favorite, I think, uh, medium that is really conducive to weirdness is uh, the, like really conducive to weirdness that can really have a crossover into the public consciousness, I think, is music videos. Yeah. Because like-, like from Jump Street, like fucking... Like the fucking video for Fine Young Cannibal, she drives me crazy where those two dudes are hopping around. Like that's a fucking weird ass video. <laughs> oh man, I miss videos. <laughs> right? But like and then you know, like fucking Michelle Gondry and Chris Cunningham and those yeah. guys were all fucking weird. Like that's weird shit. And yeah. like you wouldn't watch it for an hour and a half, but give me three minutes of that shit. Yep. I'm in. Like and I think people are still who are making videos are still making them with an eye toward that. Yeah. Well, because you got to, like, catch fast, you know? Yeah, like, you yeah, got to yeah, catch yeah. the eye and stick out somehow, right? For sure. Is that the idea? I, yeah, I think so. I think it's the same idea behind the thing, the weird thing in the world that I'm most into, and that's weird beverages. <laughs> in front of me, I've got... <laughs> so, I don't know where to start on this label. There's so many things on it. Can I read it? Yes. You you decide how to, how to describe <clears throat> what that drink is first. Is it a 7-Eleven exclusive? 7-Select? This is a Sour Patch Kids watermelon. Nope. This is a watermelon flavor. Nope. This is a Sour Patch Kid watermelon flavor Jones Soda exclusive to 7-Eleven. So it's Sour Patch Kids brand watermelon flavored soda. Yeah. Do you know this about me? What? That I'm a germaphobe. 
Yes. Can I have a sip of that before you have a sip of it? Yeah. I thought you were going to like grab a glass or something because it doesn't have caffeine. I know. I like, it also does not have juice. <laughs> Do not take that watermelon <laughs> on there. <laughs> Means that there's actual juice in this. Okay. But Do you mind? I thought you Am I fucking up your bit? No, no. Go for it. I thought you'd grab a glass, but... Well, la-dee-da. <laughs> that, no, I have to drink after you. Incorrect usage of la-dee-da, also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Save your opinion. I can't read that face. That looks, looks like you love it. I don't need to drink it. You want the rest? <laughs> Do you want the rest? That's bad. Not as bad as not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's not as bad as one of the Mountain Dew labeled <laughs> special labels. Was it better than your pumpkin spice latte? Oh God, yes. I bought the pre-bottled. <laughs> pumpkin spice latte and had that while i was prepping for the show today and no bueno <laughs> that shit is a is an interesting case because it seems like it tastes better than it smells because like on yes. the way to your face you're like yo you melted down sour patch kids and yeah. put it in a bottle as it's coming down i'm like all right yeah and then when it's finished it's like here's a zap of chemical <laughs> don't know what this flavor is you never had that it shoots down your throat doesn't well, exist in nature it's like chasing the good flavor down <laughs> Here I come. You can't do this without me. I'll try that again. It's like, oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> I expect it to be sour. Do you remember when we ate natto? <sighs> natto is the worst. Natto is the worst food in the world. Apologies to anybody who likes it, I guess. But like, dog, that shit, I wanted to die. Yeah, and it was especially hard like looking at you eat it because <laughs> you were making the face that I knew was on my face. Like, that made it harder. I was fucking trapped three deep in a booth, too. Like, I would have run away and, like, thrown up outside. Yeah. <laughs> well, Because I had the thing where it was like, the first bite, I was like, this is bad. This is very, very bad. <laughs> but you can do this. <laughs> no. And then you take a couple bites and it, like, releases the gases, <laughs> the fermentation that's inside. It's so gross. And it's like, this is getting worse by the second. Yeah. So this gross. Salt on everything holy. Ugh. Yeah, I just got queasy thinking about it. I know. It. It's fucking so foul. Where are we going from here? So last week. Yes. We made the assurance that things were going to get weird. Indeed we did. And one of the ways that it's getting weird is we're introducing a new segment. Oh shit. Where we are calling. I, I got some people on the streets working for me. Doing things. Getting stuff done. <laughs> Making moves. Making moves. One of those moves is I have a fr- one friend who's gone around and found working payphones back in my hometown of Huntington, West Virginia. So awesome. And we're going to call these payphones and see if we can get anybody to answer. Yeah, I have a question. Does You used to, you told me one time that you used to use payphones in the mall as a way to communicate with people. Yeah. Like in real life. Yeah. The way that um, Daenerys might send a raven to Jon yeah. Snow. I would be at home in the morning. I'd be like, hey, I'm going to the mall. And they're like, okay. <laughs> What do I care? I was like, hey, well, you should call me later because I want it to have friends. Yes. They're like, okay, I'll give you a call around 2.30. And I was like, okay, I'll be it. And we knew the payphone number. Crazy. So does that mall still exist? Yes. I got to have that number. They don't have the payphones aren't there anymore. You're positive about this. Positive. I'm just saying. You might want to double check. It was my hang. I know. <laughs> it got to the point where the mall security was like, hey, kid, kids. Chill out with these phones. Stop hanging around these fucking phones all day. You're creeping out the regulars. I was like, I'm the fucking regular here, dog. <laughs> Jerry. Get out of here, Jerry. Alright, all right, what do we got? We got some options. 
I've got one that's outside of a big lots. Okay. I've got one that's at a AKA bus the station most lobby. Underrated store in America. Which I'm not sure is open. Right. Well, I mean, people got to go places on Sundays. Uh, yeah, I don't know. One is outside a Burger King. Ooh. And the other one just has an address. I don't remember where this is at. We can also look them up on Google Maps so we can actually like see nah. what we're talking about. No. So you're like, hey man, how about that Burger King across the street? I mean, that's weird. <laughs> Did you try those chicken fries? Weird, right? I'm torn between Burger King and Big Lots. Excuse me. Outside of a going out of business Big Lots. So it's value time. Mm-hmm. You want to try that one? <clears throat> yeah. How many calls? How many rings do we get? Ten? I don't know. Until we're sick of hearing it. Fair enough. Well, some pay phones won't work. Like, it could very well not be ringing. Really? Yeah. But usually it'll tell you. This phone cannot accept incoming calls. Seems like that would have happened. Yeah, I think, we're, I think it's ringing. <clears throat> hmm. Big lots. Who knows if the ringer works? Like, there's a lot of variables here. True. Damn it. I thought we had, I thought we had him. You'll know. You'll know. I don't think... It, you remember how clear the connection was on payphones? You just got to start talking, though, because they're on that delay. Yeah. Like, Call failed to connect or disconnected because the number was unreachable. Bummer. Let's try another one. Okay. Let's try... Ah, shit. Hold on. The Burger King. Wait, 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 wait. Route 60 and Washington Boulevard. Let's hear it. <clears throat> this one I got a good feeling about. <laughs> we'll see. If not, we'll try next week. Hmm. People don't just like to pick up payphones anymore, I guess. Well, it's also outside. And, like, I don't know what the weather is today there. Right. Maybe it's pouring the rain. <laughs> and I'm not going to go get a fucking payphone out in the rain. <laughs> he said pouring the rain. Yeah, isn't that the expression? <laughs> pouring rain. Pouring the rain. Man. I can't stand the rain. I don't think it's happening. Sorry. Didn't yeah. happen. All right. Do you want to try one more? Yeah. This is 15th Street and 7th Avenue. Where? In Huntington, West Virginia? In Hunt Huntington, West Virginia. I'm going to think the area code is 304. It is. Okay. 528. How did we get the 518 number? It's a totally different city, our number. Oh, where? Yeah, it's across <laughs> the state. <clears throat> Who would play Smokey and the Bandit in a remake of Smokey and the Bandit? This is just on the street. Probably. <laughs> Do you don't... The, see, the mall was easier because it's inside and there's constant traffic flowing by. Right, right, right. Foot traffic. It's yeah. tough these days. Not a lot of people walking around on a Sunday. Like this one? This one might be... No. I'm saying, maybe does, the, near does the, the address, does that corner bring up to mind an image? Yeah. yeah. Not, not a strong one. I think it's by the underpass. Do not take the underpass. That's right. Striking out all over town. Hey, man. Always a possibility. All right, Huntington. 
in your mini payphones. Didn't happen. I'm sorry we couldn't make it happen, but we promised to get weird on episode 51, and oh, trust I me, I feel like that I'm not we've just relying on <laughs> calling people. <laughs> I've got other things we can do here. Oh, I'm interested in those things now. Oh, it's good that you're interested because this one is right at you with call number four. So for episode 51, yes, when shit is supposed to get weird yes can we please talk about that one time at vulcan video where Bo saw a titty pop out <laughs> thank you so Bo, i was just talking about this yesterday i feel, I feel like you've been holding out on us yeah that's we, we both worked at video stores that's true weird shit happens at video stores People All get, the time. People get real comfortable in their video store. Mm-hmm. They really do. Yeah. I, I've seen a titty at my video a video store, working at video Where? stores. Yeah. I, it happened to me two or three times. It happened to me enough where this one other dude I worked with was like, I'm changing all my shifts so that I can work with you and see some titties for once. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one lady's single titty five times. <laughs> <laughs> I... I think it puts a, a gentleman as, like, such as myself in kind of an uncomfortable position. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't want to be like, I don't know. How do you tell somebody they're... T- so this happened. I was, yeah, I was at work at the video store and this woman came to the front and I think she like leaned over the counter to pick up a thing or some shit. And yeah, I, from what I, yeah, her titty popped out. It yeah. was weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was like trying to to finish this transaction or whatever but then i don't want to send you out in the world yeah so i don't know did you give her the... i yeah, i feel like i did a lot of that kind of signaling and it like wasn't happening <laughs> <laughs> so i i remember being like lady i don't know how to tell you this but your titties out right now and she's like Yo, oh, oh, yo! It's like I don't know. So it was super awkward. Then, yeah, but we were talking about it last night because I watched the movie um, Snatched, starring Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn, with my wife and mother-in-law. Okay. And like, there's a scene where the dude in the movie tells Amy Schumer her titties out, and that's why we were talking about this yesterday. And it was like, it kind of happened exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very much like, Ugh. I don't know how to navigate this scenario, but fuck, I don't want to send you out in the world. With your titty out. Did this happen to everybody that worked at video stores? I don't... That's a good question. Mine was... It, there was this certain woman to come in like once every two weeks. And uh, she'd rent like 10 movies. Yeah. And she just kept her money in her bra. And she was just like... Sometimes she'd dig down a little further. And <laughs> little, little nip show going on. And it's... And I, I, like she had to know. She like, had to she know. had to tuck it back in. The, she just... And she just like... Whatever. Just looked at me right in the face. And it's like... I'll... That's now I, so now I have to grab your titty money, which is also <laughs> thanks for this super comfortable. Oh, cool! It's all got all that tit sweat. <laughs> My favorite part of the day, we have to encounter a stranger's titty sweat. So I'm gonna let let it's episode fifty one. Let's get weird. So you worked at a blockbuster video and Hollywood video and a Hollywood video, several of them. Quick question: Was there pornography available to rent at either of those establishments? No. Okay, so we the, were respectable places. The most awkward Not like experience. You scummy. Local Word. owned. Let, those guys got to pay the rent, man. But our soft cores. <laughs> Woo! We had our we had our yeah, red shoe fans. diaries. Yeah. <laughs> we had the guys who come in and rent those regularly. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. Man, 
and at least once a week I'd have to field a phone call about pornography. Uh, your your copy of uh, you've had Emmanuel too. <laughs> no, no, no. It would be people calling me like asking about art oh. pornography. They'd be like, "Well, what do you have?" Oh man, how how hard is how racy is that? So the most awkward experience I ever had working at a video store was not when a woman when a woman's titty pops out, mm. which is awkward. But yeah. I mean, like we're human I'd, people I'd, in this I'd, world. I'd, we're all just trying to make it. Somebody took a shit. In- <laughs> The comedy oh. section of my store once. It's like, yeah, things happen. I let it sit there for like an hour and a half until somebody else came into work and I made them clean it up. It's like, oh, it must have just happened. Well, gotta go. I was trying to do a witty rejoinder, but I can't think of the dude's name. <laughs> no, the weirdest time, this lady came in and she was very much a nice looking like 65 year old woman. Like, you know, not, you're, you're not like, nice looking. I mean, she was, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, she looked like a, you know. A kind, <laughs> she, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like a kind little old lady came yeah. in and she, uh, she wanted to know where your fuck movies were. Yeah. Well, but she was very earnest and honest about it too. It was just super awkward. It was, she was talking about how like her and her husband had seen a uh, marriage counselor or whatever. And oh, that, that's the other part people don't realize about working video store is, yeah. man, people want to tell you a about lot their about their stuff. lives. Yeah. It's like, I get it that you don't have anybody else to talk about. You don't have a bar you go to, so there's not a, like a friendly bartender who can fill this cliche. I remember being like, "Do you want to get into like some fucking Red Shoe Diaries type vibes? Like, what's because yeah. I don't. What's your get down, lady? This is fucking weird. Yeah. And so I'm leaving out some steps. She ended up with like a lot of hardcore interracial pornography, and like <laughs> the fucking getting from I need to talk to somebody about this to now I need to talk about the hardcore interracial pornography yeah. that I'm into. Like, that was a long and belabored process yeah. that, like, again, we're human people just trying to make it in this world. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to help. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> yo, that was a fucking awkward experience in my life. There was also another time where a guy came in and wanted to talk about his rock. <laughs> and my coworker, Mike, was, like, expert about it. He was like, yeah, it's a dope rock. <laughs> Yeah, like the weird, amazing, great things would happen. Yeah. Like, I've missed because you were lot. open late, and like, so like people walking by would be like, "Oh, that place is open." I'm yeah. a weirdo. Let's see what happens. Word. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Like, and you know, cinephiles are kind of a kooky bunch, man. Yeah. Like, and they want to talk about their thing, and mm-hmm. you, you, to them, should be very good at talking about that thing. I mean, I, I, you know. If I always say that I feel like if you could make a living wage, if you could support a family working at a video store, I'd work at a video store right now. Like, it's the funnest fucking job. So, you know what the other place that people make strange requests? The internet. Word? Call number one. Hey there, telefriends. I uh, had a couple of things for you. Uh, Thanks. See, first, I'd like to read a Craigslist ad I came across, which I find uh, intriguing. Uh, okay, so the headline is, have over 400 gallons of regular gasoline willing to trade. Whoa. Okay, text is, I am blessed to have... Pause, real quick. Where do you get 400 extra (laughs) gallons? How much much gas do you have before you start designating this 400 gallons as your extra stash? I mean, if this person's local, right? Like, we recently went through, like, this bizarre fucking textbook example of, um... Mass hysteria? Mass hysteria and the economic <laughs> ramifications thereof. It was like this weird miniature tulip bubble. Yeah, like two people tweeted about there being... A gas shortage because as a result... That there might be a gas shortage as a result of Hurricane Harvey. Which resulted in an actual gas shortage when everyone went and bought 
all the gas that existed in Austin, Texas. It was a nightmare, dude. Like I was legit low on gas. And so like, I was just trying to get a tank of gas and I straight up almost had to fight a guy. Like, like for real, like, are we going to fight? Like, I'm not a dude who fights, but like, <laughs> I want this gas. It's not that I want this gas. I just like, <laughs> shit was getting really ugly. Like, yeah, there were, there were gas lines. There were, yeah. People, and people were cutting those lines in kind of violent ways, yeah. which is what had happened to me. Yeah. And I was like, dog, like, nah, <laughs> like it was weird. It was weird. There's been some changes in my life that have come across lately as a result of turning 35 and having an unborn child where yeah. i'm just like on some like i'm not being fucked with mm -hmm. in the same way that i might have let some shit slide before like i'm sort of not like that right now you got things to fight for yeah i'm like dog back the fuck up like yeah. it, it was weird I, like yeah. i got to a place that i don't often go which is it was scary i don't know not i filled scary. up earlier that week it was all right lucky you yeah also, I live fucking 40 minutes from anywhere, so like... You can get to the airport pretty quick if you cut, cut yeah, the right direction. That's true. <laughs> cut across the... The, the, uh, the, the runway The itself. runways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I bet that's what this dude is referring to. I bet he had... Gas was a hot commodity for like three but, days. But, but 400 so gallons... Extra. Is like... So it's he's got to have 1,200. He's got at least 800, because yeah. half can be extra, right? <laughs> a lot of gallons or maybe he's banking on like he's got 390 extra gallons now and maybe he's banking on that you haven't heard the news there's not actually <laughs> well let's hear what he has to say i am blessed to have over 400 <laughs> gallons of gasoline i don't want money i am only looking to exchange up to 15 gallons for anal sex whoa I'm giving it to you <laughs> whoa <laughs> I've already heard this god. It still makes me laugh. <laughs> Dog. Only. Wait. What's the deal? He's decided that... <laughs> fucked. He's got all this gas. Yeah. And the best way to give it rid of it is in 15-gallon increments <laughs> in exchange for anal sex. Do the math on this. How many times does he get to have A anal lot. sex? So two would be 30. Right. So 200. <laughs> right? Is that math right? Or is it 2,000? What? 200. What? 400 divided by 15. So it seems like a thing you Two times do. is 30 gallons. Right. He's got 300 gallons, right? Yeah. He's got 400 gallons. Well. Now he's got 340. <laughs> <Words are bad. laughs> Hold on. It's a lot of anal sex. And no wonder somebody didn't No, he before. gets to have anal sex 26, 27 times. 27? 26.6667. Really? It's still a lot of anal 400 sex. divided by 15, right? Yeah. Yeah. Roughly 27 times. That's still plenty of anal sex. I mean, here's the thing. is You say it's plenty, right? But not, mm -hmm. if, not if you're posting ads on Craigslist. <laughs> you, got a, you got a need. You got a passion for this. All right. Keep going. Both men and women are welcome, but the men need to be very attractive <laughs> as that is not my preferred sex. Okay. I will wear a condom and use organic lubricant. There will be no filming or photos. I don't want anyone else to know. Do you believe that for a second? <laughs> nah, not a chance. No, either. So let's agree to keep it hush. If you are interested, send pics so I know if it is worth it. <laughs> so that's the end of the ad. I would also like to add to that that uh, I noticed this morning that I had tried to send this a message like this last night. Uh, what? <laughs> he, he clarifies. But uh, I, I think I sent it. It looks like I sent it to uh, three one four five one eight cams. 
which so apparently some person in like Ladue, Missouri, uh, just got a very just got a, pretty much this exact message uh, at ten o'clock last night. I haven't heard back from them, but I'll, I'll let you know if uh, I get anything on that. Uh, have a good one. Talk to you later. Thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is a fucked up message to receive. Um, yeah. So, so, so this person wants to keep it hush. Yes. He doesn't care if it's a man or woman as long as the man's pretty. Right. Because that's not his preference. He's going to wear a condom. But he also knows up. he can't be too specific. He can't, you know, just it, say yeah. no to men. I mean, this is like, nobody rides for free, man. <laughs> gas for ass. Ass, gas, or grass, dog. <laughs> Is that what the this all is like natural the fucking... part of the lube is? Is it's made of grass? <laughs> it turns out that was like more of a Settlers of Catan uh, adage. <laughs> he, he never quite got the bumper sticker. Okay, I guess if I got to do what I got to do, I'll buy 400 gallons of gas. I've got this grass-based lube that I'm willing to use. It all adds up. What? Oh, man. God damn. What a fun world. What a fun world where we have to imagine a person who so desperately wants to fill up their car with gasoline. Do you think he was like, shit, what am I going to do with this gasoline? Or do you think he was like, here's what I'll do. I'll buy... The time's right. There's a run on the gas station. (laughs) Which chicken or an egg? Uh, Yeah. So my question is, is who is this aiming at? The consumer. Because the only person who desperately wants just 15 gallons of gas... Is someone who's ran out of gas. Yeah. Do you know who's not going to be able to go meet you for your anal sex yeah. exchange? Yeah, they're going to need a ride. That's, nobody them? rides for free. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we cracked this code. <laughs> so, so now the sticker should read, gas for ass, use grass, you can ride for free. Yeah. Asterisk, I'll pick you up. <laughs> You're obviously you're obvious, you're in a situation where you have access to Craigslist and you need a ride. <laughs> I'm not going to spot you. You need to bring your own gas container. Jesus, there's a lot of logistics. There's a lot, so so what a nightmare so, to get this to work. <laughs> Both parties will end up knowing the other person's address. Because he has to come pick you up yeah. if you need gas that bad. You have to go to his house to get the gas. You think he, does, he just brings It feels 15, like he brings the gas because he's trying to keep it hush. So he's gas? trying to handle biz at your he's place, going, oh, probably, well, right? I'm going to need those containers back. <laughs> I'm going to need the 15 gallon bucket of gas. The container back. wasn't part of the deal. Yeah. You can take the gas out of the bucket and then just give me the bucket back. <laughs> I'll come back and get it. I know where you live. I picked you up there, remember? Before the anal sex. <laughs> no cameras. Oh my god. It's discreet. <laughs> Honey, where are you going with that bucket of gas again? <laughs> uh, do you know where I put the 15-gallon bucket? It's the same place you left it last week when you used it. Last week? Yeah, he's, it's a, he's got If he's doing one a week, this is six months of... He's got 400 gallons to go through. Jesus Christ. And it's got to be within his driving distance. <laughs> but it's got to be a driving distance that's worth 15 gallons of gas. The driving distance of his, like, he's got to have, like, a like a bunker. Yeah. Because he bought 400 extra gallons of gas. Did he steal gas. a gas truck? Maybe he drives a gas truck. I think they don't own the gas, though. Usually. Yeah. 
You usually we'll never know because I don't want any for follow up on that whatsoever. <laughs> I don't want to know any more information. If you could ask this gentleman one question, why, <laughs> why, why, why? No, what I would ask him would be if they made a reboot of Smokey and the Bandit, Fuck who would you have play Smokey and the Bandit? And he said, "Why are you recording this?" I told you, hush. <laughs> give, give me that. Ga- why does? Why do you smell like gas so bad? <laughs> All right, Bo. Yes. That's been Telefriends. No! It has. This has been a wild, rollicking ride. 51. 50 fucking one, man. We kind of went all over the place. We did. Much like the guy with all the gasoline. Much like the guy with all the gasoline. Yeah. How long till there's a HBO limited series about that guy called Ask Grass or Gas? Nobody rides for free. <laughs> Unless you need me to pick you up. <laughs> In which case, I don't give a fuck That's where you go. That gas is coming After out of your cup. Gas. That gas. That's up to you. That gas is coming out of your cup. <laughs> <laughs> the gas that it takes me to get to your place, I take from the fifteen gallons. Yeah. Well, I mean, you live pretty far away. <laughs> You're gonna have like. I might be two left. two sessions. Ah, <laughs> I hate this person now. <laughs> He's a real tight. before. He's a real tight ass. <laughs> yo, so yeah, it's been episode fifty one. This is uh the this is how do you say bef- like the one before our anniversary episode the. Pin anniversary, pin anniversarial episode. Yeah, and uh, uh, so what I'm saying is, come back next week for episode 52, a fucking one one year anniversary of Telefriends. Yeah, get in here. Like, I want to hear from everybody. You like, know who I want to hear from? You know who gets my motherfucking where you at? Where you at? Monarch. Monarch has it's been a minute. I need you back, Monarch. It's gonna be a fucking year, dog. I need to put out the uh, internet calls. Yeah. The where you at. Yeah. Word. The message board. Thanks everybody for listening. I'm seeking monarch. Uh, thanks, Taku, again. We can thank him twice. For use of his theme song, supposed to do. Off the album. Do what you love. <laughs> uh, and thanks for everybody for calling. These were really, really great calls. And there really were so great many good calls. ones I had to do all of them. Fucking A, man. Kelly, if it counts, is back. Yes, Kelly, it still counts. It always counts. That's it, man. That's crazy. That's all I got. There's no more calls after this. Nope. Usually you leave one. In the- I know. I, this time I didn't. I got so caught up in calls. Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna jam us out of here then. That was the one thing this, this we were missing this time. I got so many jams again now. I'm like, I'm jam heavy again, dog. Yeah, we, we went and out jam and jam, jam out. Like jam and jam out situation. I got jams. But everybody this week, I want to hear from you again next week. Everybody's listening. Call. Say what. Say say anything. As we've proven, you can say anything. Three zero four five one eight jams. Jams. Kool-Aid D, so Murphy Lee, she all know my government, Guido Puppet won the king. This is called Donda by Kool-Aid D, off the album 51. Mommy Kalo K, do it the J-Lo way, I'm so Mark Anthony, and I don't even know Mark Anthony, go Mark Anthony, go Marky Mark, it's your birthday, I'm so emotional like Thursday, sure say anything. So diddy with it, looking for a check with like 50 digits. I'm reckless, some silly bitches. I'm Eminem in my way to the middle, riddle the middle man. New diddle, new diddle, I'm drinking it till I'm making it. Now nah, I'm saying shit, I'm so donda. Don't de esta Jane Fonda, I work it out. Third act, gurp it out. 78 Bonneville, I'm on a chill. How the marijuana feel? Prim dollar, dollar bill, fiend, don, da, the trill. Dream on, all of y'all. I'm on the court, so I got a ball. I got fans kicking me free out of This was like an improvised. Yeah, it's kind of his vibe. What's the difference? The heart to the head, what's the distance? I've seen crazy visions, I'm not kidding. They in the living room. What's up? Tell me when you can hear my voice. I can hear you now.